Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, let's get after it. 1233 at Edmonton. Bruce Chris Steakhouse, the greatest steak you've ever had. Edmonton owned and operated. Open Wednesday through Sunday from 5 p.m. until close. Head down to 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Brendan, Maggie Taylor, and the staff at Bruce Chris that Oilers Now sent you. We head off to our Oilers Now headliner for touchback safety, a family business taking care of your family during these uncertain times. Training sessions still readily available. Our headliner today for the River Cree Resort Casino is Elliot Friedman. Hello, Elliot. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Bob. How are you doing? Uh, not bad. There's lots to get to. We've had a lot of discussion over the last three days here on the show about the situation in Arizona involving uh, who's available. So yeah. on that note, uh, you know, how many of the, the big guns in Arizona are potentially out there right now? I think there's a few. I think they're willing to consider a lot of things. I mean, they're still in the process of hiring a general manager, although a few people have told me that, you know, Steve Sullivan is doing the due diligence and is certainly operating uh, like he's got the ability to do some things if they get what they want. Um, So, you know, I I think that I I think that one of their goalies is available, uh, depending on who you're interested in. I know there's a lot of interest in Kemper including particularly in a building that might be near to your location. Um, and uh, so I think there's a lot there. Like, I, I've heard there's a lot in Camper, and if Arizona wants to do something, they could probably do something uh, pretty quickly. Um, I think there's some interest in Ekman Larson. I think there's a willingness on his part to consider it. And then I think you go with, like, Jalmerson. I think there's a few players on their team, particularly on defense, that would have interest out there. Uh, if they do decide to move Camper and Ekman Larson, yes, can they get number one picks if they do it in two separate deals? I mean, it's a, I think it always comes down to how much interest there is. Camper, I think yes, um, because okay. you know it's a two-year deal at four and a half. It's a great deal, uh, especially in these times where cash is tight. You know, you've seen the how well he's played as of late. 
Um, there's always interesting goalies. Like even though the goalie market is kind of flooded right now, I think knowing what the contract is and knowing how well he's played, uh, I think people would feel very comfortable with that. I think there's a lot of interest. You know, Ekman Larson, just from a pure play point of view, I would say yes. But I also think, Bob, it depends. Like, you know, it's a big ticket. It's yep. got a lot of term. So I think it depends on, you know, the the kinds of things that, you know, Arizona would be willing to do to make to facilitate it. But my, you know, my initial answer would be yes. But I think that one would take some finagling. All right. Uh, Elliot, speaking of Kemper, uh, you mentioned, obviously, you hinted to Edmonton. What about Calgary and uh, is it going to be a prerequisite that it's a first-round pick? I think, like, I think Calgary wants to get the picks back that they that they lost. Or, sorry, not Calgary. I think Arizona wants to get the picks back that they got traded, that they traded and uh, penalized. So okay. I, I just think, from what I heard, I don't think they're going to have a problem getting a first-rounder for Camper or something that's a good package. It sounds like there's a lot of interest in him. Okay. So... But I do think restocking, yes, Bob is a is a huge is a huge key to this. A report today out of uh, regarding Robin Lehner mm-hmm. that there's either an agreement in principle, which kind of you know what if there was that might maybe make the perspective that Alan Walsh brought that infamous tweet a little bit more understandable uh what are you hearing do you think it's feasible that there's already been a five-year contract extension agreed to there uh i've heard this rumor i mean i think we've all been kind of chasing it this week yeah um bob like like we've like this rumor has definitely been out there um i have not got it confirmed what i believe is this i, I believe that there's mutual interest between lanner and the knights Yep. I think that they have had conversations. Um, uh, you know, would it be would it surprise me if they're somewhere down the line on those conversations? No, but to this point, there's nobody who's willing to confirm it's done. At least to me, but uh, I I think it's fair to say that there's a lot of uh, what do you what would you call it industry wide belief that it could happen. Um, what does that mean for Marc-Andre Fleury? Well, I think, like, look, I, I think that if you look at it, Peter DeBoer has clearly indicated that his preference is Leonard, right? Yeah. And if he's going to be your coach, then you got to think that Leonard's going to be his goalie. Now, that leaves me, that leaves two options. You can trade him or you can buy him out. And, uh, you know, I, I think that, I think there would be, again, I think there would be interest in Fleury as a goalie, but it's two years and seven million per. I don't know if there's going to be interest in that. Um, you know, Vegas could buy him out. It would put him uh, under contract uh, for four years. I think the cap hit would range between about two five and three point one. Um, you know, it would give them some cap room this year, but it would it would hurt them in the future. Um, but I think that's I, I think you have to consider that as a possibility if they can't move him. Uh, now, if I mean, if they're going to spend seven million on Flurry, and the number is right, it's five million on uh, Laner. 
Yeah, so then you turn around, why, you know, what, why don't they just eat the $2 Because they were going to spend the $7 million on the goaltenders. And how much of a market do you have for Marc-Andre Fleury for $5, you know, $5 million a year for the next two seasons? I think that would be increased, would it not? Um, I, I think you could definitely do that. Um, I just think that, you know, Vegas has got some interesting cap decisions to make. One, they're a good team. Two, uh, Stevenson has Arbrights, and he's played really well for them. Yep. You know, do you want to keep Cousins? He's your 13th forward right now, 12th, 13th, so maybe, maybe not. Um, I, I think that just comes down to how much cap flexibility Vegas thinks they have or needs. Yeah, interesting stuff. Montreal Canadiens, Max Domi and Philip Deneau. What are you hearing on that front, Elliot? Well, as we know, Domi changed his uh, agent. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think there were a lot of people who believed that, you know, Domi was going to be elsewhere next year. Um, you know, I, I asked, you know, I heard the, the agent had a meeting last week. And, you know, I asked if he asked for a trade. He said no. Um, so, I mean, we'll see where that goes. The Dino thing is really interesting because I've kind of heard his name out there. I think the... The, the Canadians are checking to see what the deal is there, like what his market availability is there. He's one year away from unrestricted free agency. He said in his season uh, exit video that he didn't uh, wasn't crazy about the idea of being a third-line center behind Suzuki and Kotkaniemi. Uh, I will tell you that there is a conspiracy theory out here, uh, Bob, that uh, the Canadians... Uh, um, are trying to see if uh, Deneau is uh, serious about wanting to leave or he wants to stay in Montreal long term. That, you know, this is kind of a bit of a pressure tactic. I don't, actually, I shouldn't say pressure tactic. I don't know if pressure tactic is the right word. But I, I, I think they're trying to find out, like, was that an emotional reaction? Is, is, is that really where we are? I think they really like Deneau as a player. I think they think he's a very good two-way player. But this might also be about, you know, are they trying to find out if he really wants to stay? And so I think it's going to be interesting to see kind of where that goes. I think there is interest in Deneau, um, but I will tell you there's some teams who aren't sure how if Montreal really wants to pull the trigger on it. So we'll see where it goes. It's interesting with Montreal, Elliot. I mean, Kakaniemi was in the minors. Uh, yeah. You know, uh and they had a situation where they've got two young centers under the age of between Suzuki and Kakanyemi that are, you know, many people think, well, those are their top two centers. And sometimes in a short sample size, guys look pretty good, and they're both good prospects. Don't get me wrong. They're both good players. But I would be sitting there going, not so fa I mean, I've seen that occur in Edmonton, too. I can remember how excited everybody was at the end of the 07-08 season when the Oilers were playing Gagne with Cogliano and Robert Nielsen. And I think we knew now, I, I, I'll grant that both Kakanayemi and Suzuki have a higher ceiling than Gagne. But that said, it, it's an interesting one because I think Deneau is a hell of a player. I think he's a really effective two-way center, a second-slash-third-line center. So I'm going to be intrigued to see the hell. What is, what, is, what is Max Domi? Is he a winger? Is he a center? Um, what is he? Well, I, I think that he's a really talented player, right? Like, to me, it doesn't necessarily bother me anymore if you're a winger or a center. I think, I think in, the, in the cap world where it's going to be tight – 
I think flexibility is a good thing, right? I just think, it, you know, the way it ended this year, unfortunately, because of his health situation, Domi came back late, and he was a fourth liner, really, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think he wants that. I think he wants to, whether it's center or wing. And again, like, I, I just think he wants to play with good players. He wants to play in the, and not, I mean, not to say that anybody in the fourth line of the NHL is a piece of garbage, but I think he just wants to be in a top six role. I mean, this is a guy who had 70 points last year. And uh, he wants to have a bigger role. And I, and I think that's what he said. Canadians acquired Jake Allen. St. Louis is still at $76.3 million. They got about $5 million in cap space, and they got to get their captain, Alex Petrangelo, signed. They got a month left. Um, what do you hear in regarding Petrangelo? Um, I, I'm hearing that it's been a very difficult negotiation. Um, again, we've got a month. Uh, a month, two days ago, it's October 9th, we know now. It's free agency. And I think it's going to be a challenge, but I don't think it's impossible. I think St. Louis is going to have to budge. And, uh, you know, I, I feel that Petrangelo uh, feels that, uh, I mean, I don't know if disrespected is the right word, but he feels that um, there has to be, there, there should be more urgency towards his situation than there has been. It's emotional, um, and it hasn't gone well. It doesn't mean it can't change, but it, I, I think Petrangelo is disappointed at how difficult it's been. Pittsburgh Penguins are in an interesting situation. they got two goaltenders that are restricted. Matt, Bur Matt Murray's advanced analytics the last couple of seasons, Elliot, not great. Save percentage not great this past year. Tristan Jari obviously uh, with the Edmonton Oil Kings last WHL goalie to lead his team to the Memorial Cup Championship. Uh, and Murray has Arbright's and he's got a good case. And they've only got about 6 million maybe 7 million in cap space there. they got to get a couple forward signed too. What do you see shaking in Pittsburgh? Well, I, obviously I think they're trying to move him. Um, I, I thought that when I first heard that Kapanen was going to uh, Pittsburgh, I thought maybe that um, Murray was going back. I mean, we all know the Kyle Dubas to St. Marie uh, yep. connection. And, you know, we all kind of joke about that a little bit, and we wondered if it was coming back. Um, uh, from what I heard, the Maple Leafs are, just aren't crazy about the number right now. Uh, they're not sure if they can make it work either. And I, and I think that's, like, I think the tough thing for goalies right now, Bob, is that, um, you know, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of, there's a lot of inventory out there. Um, you can afford to be, you know, a little bit choosier and a little bit more careful. Because I, I think some of these goalies are some of the, the, even the one, like teams who don't have a free agent or they're trying to move a goalie, I, I think they're a little worried that somebody's going to get squeezed. And so I think teams are looking at it like we can afford to be a bit picky. We've got to make sure we get the guy we want to get. But all of a sudden, you've got, you know, Murray in the market. In addition to all the free agents, you've got Kemper or Ronta in the market. In addition to all the free agents, you've got um, uh, potentially Anderson in the market in addition to all the free agents. Like, I, I think teams will have the, uh, like, if you, if you want to be patient, you're going to have an opportunity here because somebody's going to be worried about their situation. Jerry Johansson might be having a busy summer. Uh, he's got Seabrook with four years left. 
yeah. at almost seven million dollars, and he's got Johnny Boychuk with two years left at six million. And right yep. now, both guys are on the outside looking in. My guess is both organizations would uh, eat a fair amount of money. Uh, there's going to be some tr- because we've got a compressed cap here, Elliot, and, and our stagnant cap at eighty-one point five. Do you not think this is going to be one of the most interesting off seasons we've had in years? Um, I do, and, and like you know, I, I think this is a league that isn't exactly cash rich right now, right? Yeah. So I think all of that is going to be an issue. Um, and you know, I, I I think that I really do believe that there are players out there who are concerned about the squeeze, and teams out there that are concerned about the squeeze. And we'll see where it goes. Um, I agree with you. I think it's going to be a fascinating off season, and it's going to be one of the be- it's going to be one of the craziest poker games that we've ever seen before. Tampa Bay Lightning are at $76 million. I've got to get Sergachev done. He's an emerging star. Eric Cernak as well, another restricted free agent. Are they not the most obvious case? Anthony Sorelli needs a new deal. They've got to be one of the most obvious cases of a team that's, that's they're finally going to have. Well, they had a load of JT Miller a year ago. That was a good deal. As it turned out, good deal for both teams. Uh, but it's going to be really intriguing to see how Tampa Bay extricates themselves out of their financial squeeze. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, like, uh, you know, Bob. Like, I I think that's I I think that's going to be a way a, a lot of the way around. Like, who's going to like like who's in a great position here? Teams with uh, lots of cap space that are willing to spend. Right. Who is that? <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. Like I don't know how many of these teams are willing to spend. You know, Ottawa has a ton of cap space. Are they willing to spend? Not a chance. Detroit has a ton of cap space. They might to spend. They might. See, I, I think. I think Detroit is the most fascinating team. Because they could if they wanted to, but they're a long way away. Yeah. Like, I look but at Ottawa, Ottawa, Buffalo, and New Jersey. I mean, B- Buffalo's already had a situation where the coaching staff pushed back. On the, I mean, it's just been and, – and, and far be it for me to be in Edmonton and, a, you know, like the Oilers have missed the playoffs, people say now 13 out of 14 years, but they're not Buffalo. And Buffalo's in a tight, and I don't see a willingness there. I think they want to be at seventy million bucks. They got a lot of cap space. New Jersey, I mean, that's a team that gets revenue sharing year after year after year. They've got some cap space to work with. What's Florida going to do? They've got twenty million dollars in cap space, but not convinced they're going to spend either. Elliot, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah, I just said it. I shouldn't have done that for you, Colorado. I mean, like that's all true. Yeah. Like Taylor Hall, uh, we're getting texts on Taylor Hall. Is Colorado in the driver's seat on Taylor Hall? Do you think? I don't know if they're in the driver's seat, but I, I think Colorado's like to me next year is an all-in year for Colorado. Yeah. You look at business that has to get done, Bob. Like after next year, they got to do Landeskog and they got to do Macar. Yep. That's... So, and, and look what they did last year with Panarin. They offered him a short-term deal at big money. Yep. It was smart. So I could see them saying next year is our all-in year. Like, I, I won't be surprised at all if they go to Taylor Hall and they say one year, big money. You want to come here. And you know what Taylor Hall said. I could see him considering it. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Elliot, uh, tonight, Tampa Bay, the Islanders, game three. Braden Point play? My inclination is no, but I don't base that on any fact whatsoever. What? <laughs> what did the video show? Like, it looked sh- like it looked like he strained his groin or something like that. Like there were just a couple of shifts. Like they, they were, like his last shift, he bursts up the ice on a scoring chance, and coming back, he looks really awkward, Bob. Yeah, well, we I was in the building. It was, I mean, we were sitting there trying to, and it was so high up that not an excuse, but it, it just, it, the, the whole feel was, you know what? It was interesting what Barry Trotz said. He said this this series, did he say, what, was, what did he say was on the verge of turning here? That was a pretty, I mean, you just, you give up a goal in the final 10 seconds of a game to go down two games to nothing in the series. That's a pretty interesting comment. So. Yeah, I mean, well, the thing is, like, I, I think like so much about uh, sports is confidence and bravado, right? The sure. Of life is confidence and bravado. Yeah. And um, you know, like, I think that's what he's trying to say. Like, he doesn't want his team to get down. He's like, no, no, no. Like, everybody always counts us out, and we're still in it. Like, that's what he's trying to do. Like, I totally get it. I totally get it. Right. Uh, one thing we needed to, uh, you know, in Tyler Johnson, uh, Palat, and Yanni Gord, Tampa Bay could get a premium from one of them because the real dollars versus the cap hit is very favorable. Yeah, to those but or- you know what the thing is there, Bob, is you guys uh, no movement. see who on that team has no move clause. Yeah, they got half the team's got it. They got like six yeah. guys. So like that, and like we haven't even mentioned Stamkos. It's the weirdest thing. Like they, you know, like it, it's something's going to have to give there. It'll it'll be really interesting. But um, it, with that whole organ, with that with that group of players, like they're going to have to do what they can to change the mix around a bit, and to, for the cap reasons. Yeah. But it's not going to be easy with all the no trade and no move clauses. Well, and, and all three of those guys have no trade clauses, so there you have it. Elliot, great stuff. We'll be watching you tonight. All right, Bob. Have a great night. You bet. 12.53 in Edmonton. We'll take a timeout. That's Elliot Freeman for our friends at the River Cree Resort Casino, and you're listening to Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, courtesy of Cap Friendly, since I mentioned uh, Tyler Johnson, Andre Palat, Yanni Gord with Tampa Bay. Uh, Tyler Johnson, former Spokane Chief, uh, right shooting center, has four years left in his deal. Uh, he has a full no trade clause through uh, June of 2021. And then after that, he submits a 20-team trade list. So he's got a full no-trade clause at this time. Interesting, next year, even though he's a uh, $5 million cap hit, he's in two of the next three years, he's only paid $3.75 million. So that is Tyler Johnson. Um, Yanni Gord, who's got a real bite to his game, is in year two of a six-year deal that pays him five point uh, about five point two million dollars this uh this, sorry he's in year he's just finishing year one so he's got five years left he's at 4.1 million next year so and he's got a couple years where he's at 4.1 so they moved some numbers around here he too has a full no trade clause at this time andre palat who's had a wonderful playoff for the tampa bay lightning is in year four Next year will be year four of a five-year deal. His cap hit is $5.25 million, 
and Palat next season is just three point four four five million. So my guess is that would be the player if Tampa Bay were to include a younger prospect back that might be able to get them the most return on the short term of the restricted free agents. And they've got some really good prospects in the minors. Uh, Matthew Joseph is currently with the team. He's a guy that played most of last season, probably a third-line winger that gives you some pace. Uh, they've got Boris Kachuk, Tyler, uh, Taylor Radish, both uh, played with the Canadian World Junior Team. Um, I know there's been a Russian, uh, Alexander Volkov, who's been mentioned in terms of a potential trade uh, for the Edmonton Oilers. Yes, a Pugliarvi at times. I think the Oilers would need a, a pick to, to complement Volkov, but Volkov's a two-time 20-plus goal scorer in the minors as well. So Tampa Bay is going to be an intriguing team to watch here during the course of the offseason. Uh this text comes in. Hey, Bob, on our Ashley Five Floors text line at 1257, I hope Ken Holland's been on the phone with Kelly McCrimmon about getting the flower. Adding one of the best goaltenders of this generation would do wonders to our locker and a solid tandem uh, we would have. Hmm. Uh, Bob, is Oscar Clefbaum worth a first-round pick? Well, he's got three years left at $4.2 million, so I'd say yes, he'd get you a first-round pick. Bob, Stamkos to Detroit sounds intriguing. Well, that could make some sense. That You know, it's... But he did choose to stay in Tampa Bay, and they're winning without him right now. As I mentioned, it's 12.58 in Edmonton. We're going to go to the Oilers Now Injury Report for James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. And back to the 630 Jet Studios, Brendan Escott. Well, we know Alex Kalorn is suspended for this game tonight for his hit on Brock Nelson. Lightning head coach John Cooper hoping to provide an update on Braden Point's status ahead of tonight. He left game two early, did not return. Islanders, Golden Knights, both clear of injuries at the moment, but Stars forward Radic Faxa was seen with a large wrap on his left wrist and arm uh, after Dallas's win last night. Again, no update post-game, but Cogliano would likely uh, draw back in if Faxa cannot go in tomorrow's Game 4. All right, uh, that is... Our Oilers Now Injury Report brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. That wraps up our number one of Oilers Now. We're going to head off to an Eileen Bell Global News Weather Traffic Update. Second hour of the show, my play-by-play partner, Jack Michaels. And in about uh, seven minutes' time, Adam Cracknell, uh, who is uh, a long-time uh, players spent last season in the KHL. The Oilers have signed them to help beef up their farm team. We'll hear from him next on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.